0: Hey, this is Pastor Bob Steven, lead pastor at Pursuit Church SA, and this is our podcast. Listen, would you take a minute to share and subscribe to this podcast? Also, we would love to connect with you, so please visit us at PursuitChurchSA.com or on any of our social media pages. Now, here's this week's message. We hope it blesses your life. Good morning, everyone. I'm so happy you guys chose to join us this morning. It is baptism sunday it's a beautiful day it's a great day because you know what baptism sunday today we are baptizing 18 people that is 18 souls that have told the devil no you can't have my life I'm giving my life to Jesus and they have made that decision to give their life to Christ and now they are taking the next step which is actually in obedience to God they're getting baptized and we're excited we're really excited so you've come on a great day I know Pastor Bob prayed a powerful prayer but I I just want to pray real quick before I get started because I don't ever want to speak from me up here I want to speak through God. I want God to speak through me. So let me just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for every single person that's here today, Lord. I thank you for the um, ability to come into your house, Lord. You called us to worship and we answered your call, Father. So we thank you. We thank you for keeping your eye on us, for always watching over us. And Lord, I know that your Holy Spirit today is going to speak through me. And let me speak what you would have me speak. Push me out of the way. I surrender my mind, my will, my emotions, my vocal cords, every part of me, Lord, I surrender it to you. I ask you to have your way. And Father, I pray that your word will change us all from the inside out. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Pastor Bob said, we've been in this sermon series called Strategic Warfare. And this is actually the last Sunday of the series. And what we've been talking about is the battle. The battle that's going on in the spiritual realm. And the reason we've been talking about this is because every single one of us is in this battle. It's going on in the supernatural world. And it affects the natural world that we live in. You may not see it. But that doesn't mean it's not happening. Think about gravity. You don't see gravity, but that's what's holding you in your chair, right? right. So we've been talking about this. You need to be aware. You need to know it's a very, very real war. It's going on right now. It affects where we live now and how we live now. And the first thing I want you to understand about it is that your enemy is not flesh and blood. We think it's people, right. right? You think you're fighting against people sometimes? No. That's what the devil wants you to think. He wants us to think that we're the enemy. So we get involved in arguments, social arguments, political arguments. We even get so petty we argue over who got to that parking space first. Right? That's what the devil wants because it will distract us. And it will get our focus off the real battle that's going on. And that's the battle for your soul. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities of darkness in this world. And Satan is a very, very dark enemy. He's cunning and he's evil. And his only mission is to destroy everything that matters to God. And that includes you. It includes us. And we've been talking about this because you need to know what's really going on. You need to know what's really going on. And it's not for you to be afraid. It's for you to get a perspective so that your eyes will be opened and you'll get a perspective of what's going on. And so that you can be encouraged that God gives you what you need to fight in this battle. But there's one caveat. The weapons that God gives us are for believers. They're for believers. And that's why at the end of every single service, we offer an invitation For anyone who's never surrendered their life to Jesus, to surrender their life to Christ, to become a believer and a follower of Jesus. Because that's who has the weapons of God fighting for them. And this is very important. That invitation, that surrender to Jesus, that salvation, that is so important. Because God gives us salvation. And that's what we need to be able to push back the forces of darkness. Why does God do this? Because he loves you. He's been running after you, just like the song says. He's been chasing you. He's been pursuing you your entire life. You know how it is when you, when you lose something that's valuable? What do you do? You look for it, right? You search for it. You keep on searching for it until you find it. Why? Because it's important to you. We have a little dog. Her name is Ruby. She's a little red Boston Terror, and she's super cute, but She's crazy. She's, she's crazy. Anybody in here who knows Ruby knows she's crazy. Well, when she was littler, when she was younger, she used to run off a lot. Somebody leave the gate open, she was gone. And we would get so troubled by that. We'd be like, where's Ruby? She'd run away. She didn't care about us. We cared about her. So we'd get in a truck and we'd drive all over the neighborhood looking for Ruby. And we wouldn't stop until we found her. You know why? Because that's our Ruby. That's our baby. She's crazy, but we love her. Well, you know what? God's the same way about you. He's been relentlessly pursuing you your entire life because he loves you. You matter to him. God created you for a relationship with him. That's the whole point. He created us for a relationship with him. And he doesn't want anything to come between you and him. But here's the problem. Sin comes between us and God. The sin comes between us and God, it creates a cav- a chasm. And the devil knows this. The devil knows this. And that's why he's always trying to tempt us into sin. That's one of his weapons against us. So God sent his son, Jesus, to remove that gap that separates us from God and reconcile us to God. And this is why, this is why one of God's greatest weapons against the devil that he gives us is the Holy Spirit. Because let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is who draws you to salvation. The Holy Spirit draws people to salvation. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, God is going to send the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, the Holy Spirit will testify in truth. He'll give a true testimony of who Jesus is. And it won't be a spoken testimony. It's not like he's going to tell us it's a spiritual testimony. If you ask anyone who's given their life to Christ, I will guarantee you that they they will tell you that in that moment, they felt something drawing them into Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. And when we surrender our life to God in that moment, that salvation moment, a great exchange takes place. It's an exchange. You know, go to the store, you give them money, you get a, get a good or something. It's an exchange. In the salvation moment, a great exchange takes place. Now, it's in the supernatural realm, so you won't see it. But that doesn't, ma- that doesn't mean it didn't happen. You exchange your sin, the divide, for Jesus' righteousness to bring you back into right standing with God and the second thing that happens is the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. In the salvation moment, the Holy Spirit lives inside of every believer. Ephesians 1.13 says, When you heard the word of truth, the gospel, that's the good news, of your salvation, and believed in him, talking about Jesus, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God. And it's given to you at the moment you become a believer, a follower of Jesus. And it's because you're going to need him. We need the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus told his disciples before his death, hey, the Holy Spirit's going to come. I've got to die. I've got to go away because the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to be with you all the time, all the time. And he's going to give you what you need to stay in this fight against evil. You need help. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to understand the things of God, including the Bible. Think about it. You know, before I gave my life to Christ, I would read the Bible and I'd be like, what is this? There's some wild stories in there. I didn't really understand. Well, it's because I didn't have the Holy Spirit in me at the time. I couldn't understand the word of God. First Corinthians 2.14 explains this. And it says, the natural person, that's the unrenewed person. Person, before you give your life to Jesus, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for their folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. And this is why the Holy spirit is so powerful. It's such a powerful weapon in this battle. See, the devil doesn't understand the Holy spirit. The devil doesn't have the Holy Spirit in him to be able to understand the work of the Holy Spirit. So he doesn't understand forgiveness and love and mercy. You know, when, when you have the Holy Spirit working inside of you and someone does you wrong, you forgive. And then you pray for them. Well, that, that drives the devil wild. He's like, he doesn't understand it because he wants you to stay mad, angry, bitter, hold a grudge. That's what he wants us to do but the Holy Spirit gives us the power we need and the the unction, that feeling. You need to pray for them, forgive them. And every time you do that, the devil takes a hit. The Bible tells us this. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. He'll flee. He'll come back later, but you have the power of the Holy Spirit to fight him again. Every believer has the power of the Holy Spirit living inside to fight against the, the devil and to do what God wants us to do. But there's a key to it. The key is that we have to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Right, right. Right. Ephesians five eighteen says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. That's lewd sin. Instead, be filled with the Spirit of God. You know, when I used to drink, I overdid it. I would overdo it, and when that happened, it let my guard down, and it let me do things. It led me into doing things that I normally wouldn't do. Well, it's because alcohol took control over me, and it led me deeper into more sin and more destruction. But here's the deal. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you won't let some substance take control of you. You won't let some evil desire get the best of you and lead you into more sin. It's because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. So you can give God control. And when you start to head off in a wrong direction, well, the Holy Spirit living inside of you will convict you. it will show you the way back. Every believer has the power to walk in God's will because the Holy Spirit gives it to us. The Holy Spirit, when you become a believer, will fill you with the power to walk in God's will. That's what John chapter 14 says. You know, a lot of times when we think about sin and temptation, we think about the obvious things, right? You know, like getting drunk, carousing around, lust, being angry, losing self-control. We think about things like that, right? But let me tell you. Another temptation of the devil that's really kind of subtle is apathy, a lack of concern, a lack of interest. And, you know, that might not be a problem if you're not a believer. But if you're a believer, that's a big problem. That's a big problem because part of God's will is that everyone be saved. And as a believer, you got to be concerned with other people. You can't just be concerned about how God's working in your life. What's God's doing in your life. You can't just be sitting around in Bible studies talking about Jesus all the time and not doing anything about this lost world we live in. We have a part. We have a part. As a believer of Christ, we have a role. God has given us specific things to do. And you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you as a believer to do those things. You can't. You know, I'm going to stay here for a minute. We can't just be coming to church when we feel like it. Because I will promise you, the devil will give you a reason not to feel like it. And then when you do come, you can't just be sitting in the pew all the time or the chair all the time. There are things for you to do in the house of God. It doesn't matter what it is, but every time you serve in the house of God on Sunday mornings, did you know that you're paving the way for someone else to meet Jesus? That matters. And as a believer, we can't be stuck in apathy. The devil wants us to be there. Don't care about it. Don't worry about it. But we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us to fight against that. And we need to because you know what? Jesus gave every believer a great commission. It's in Matthew 28. And he says, go and make disciples of everybody. Tell everybody about me. And then baptize them. We're doing that today. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then they go out and do the same thing. This is how God's kingdom grows. And you know what? Acts 118 says that the Holy Spirit living inside every believer gives us the power to do just that. And you know, it's not as hard as you think. It's actually not complicated at all. You can tell people about Jesus. You can share your story. And you can live a life that points other people to Jesus. Let me tell you something. People would rather see a sermon than hear a sermon most of the time. People would rather see your life lived out pointing to Jesus than just hear about him all the time. Live a life that points others to God. It doesn't matter, y'all, how many... Bible verses you want to post on social media. That's a good thing. I'm not saying don't do it. Doesn't matter how much you got on your shirt. You can wear t-shirts and all kinds of stuff with scriptures on it. That's good too. But at the end of the day, our lives must be a witness to the goodness of God. Because that's what will lead people to Jesus. That will lead others to Christ. And if you're out there stabbing people in the back. Telling these little white lies. There ain't no lie that's white because it comes from the forces of darkness. If you're a believer and you're out there doing that kind of stuff, that's not showing people Jesus. Because you know why? That's not who he is. And if you're a believer, that's not who you are. Look, Romans 8, 5 through 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think... Think about sinful things Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit They think about things that please the Spirit These scriptures right here They tell you straight up That the battlefield is your mind Did you know that every sin starts with a thought? Think about that There ain't no sin that you've ever committed That you didn't think about doing first Every sin starts with a thought. That's the temptation. And before you surrender your life to Christ, your thoughts are controlled by your flesh. What you want to do. What you feel like doing at any given moment. That's the sinful nature that Paul's talking about in these scriptures. The sinful nature. Your flesh. And when your thoughts are controlled by your sinful nature... This is why it's so easy to think sinful thoughts. And it's hard to resist doing what those thoughts are telling you to do. That's when you're controlled by the sinful nature. That's why we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit calls us to do. The other part of that says, when you're controlled by the sinful nature, sin is easier to do. Actually, you may even think it's fun. Or you may think it's no big deal. You might enjoy going out partying, getting drunk. It's no big deal. Or you don't see anything wrong with getting people back that have done something to you. That's what the sinful nature encourages. But once you come to Jesus, things change. Things change. And sin starts to lose its luster. And when you try to go back and do the things that you always used to do, something just doesn't feel right. And it's because the Holy Spirit inside of you is convicting you. The Holy Spirit is transforming the mind of believers. So you start thinking about things that are pleasing to God. And when you think about those things, they give you peace, right? So when you step back into sin, it disrupts that peace. So, sin just doesn't feel right anymore. And it's because the Holy Spirit's working in you. But I need to warn you about something. You don't want to resist the Holy Spirit. Remember, He's one of the weapons that we need to stay in this fight. The Holy Spirit helps us resist temptation. So, you want to follow those promptings of the Holy Spirit when they come. That way, it gets easier and easier to stay away from sin. We resist temptation. But we don't resist the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is really, really important, y'all. And if you're wondering, well, how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit that's, that's speaking to me? Well, I'll tell you how you're going to know. It will line up with the Scripture. It will line up with the Bible. It will never contradict the Bible. That's right. But here's the problem sometimes that believers can run into. We may hear from the Holy Spirit. But if what he says isn't what we wanted to hear... You ignore it. And you know, Christians are real good about this. I just need to pray some more. No, you don't. You need to do what the Holy Spirit said. Did it line up with the full counsel of the Bible? Then you need to do it. You don't need to pray about it. You don't need to go and ask for clarity. What does that mean, clarity? Clarity just means you just don't want to do it. Sometimes that's what it means. Now, I'm not saying you can't go back and ask God for clarity, but look, y'all. When we become a believer of Christ, we have got to get past always asking God for a sign or to give us clarity. Don't ever think your perceived lack of clarity means you're not supposed to move because that can turn into disobedience real fast. When the Holy Spirit prompts you, if it lines up with the full counsel of the Bible, that very well be what you you need to be doing because God sometimes sends the Holy Spirit to convict us. You see, here's the thing. God knows us better than we know ourselves. The maker knows the product better than the product. Right? Right? And he'll send the Holy Spirit to convict you sometimes because you know what? He loves you so much, you may not even realize that what you're doing or what you're about to do, is not pleasing to him. It's disobedient, and it's actually opening the door for the enemy to attack you even more. The prompting of the Holy Spirit is so important, y'all, because it tells us. He tells us things that we don't sometimes see or we can't sometimes know. The Holy Spirit will bring conviction so you can see things, and you can see what's really going on, and turn it around. You want to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, you're going to quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. Also, you're going to grieve the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul warns about this in 1 Thessalonians and also in Ephesians 4. We need the Holy Spirit because that's how we have the power to walk in God's will and fight back against our enemy. The supernatural world is real, y'all. It's as real as the natural world that we live in right now. And there is a war raging there. It's the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. The kingdom of darkness is Satan and the demonic spirits he uses against us. They tempt you into a life of sin and destruction because their goal. Here's the goal. It's to keep you from knowing God, knowing his goodness Living a life filled with his spirit and with his goodness. Satan's goal is to get you living a hellish life right now and forever. He never wants you to get out of that. Never. But the kingdom of light, God's kingdom, his goal is for you to experience life now and be with him and experience a good life for eternity. And God actually gives us weapons to fight against Satan And the Holy Spirit is the most powerful one. Think about that. The Holy Spirit has the power. The Holy Spirit has the power to push through a drunk, dazed, confused mind and lead that person to Jesus while they are high as a kite. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And you know what? The Holy Spirit can put us back in our right minds. And give us a desire, give us the strength and the ability to get up out of our sin. And come back and turn things around. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. Why does God do this? Because he loves you. He loves you. Oh my gosh, he's been relentlessly pursuing you your entire life. He doesn't want your life to be trash. He doesn't want your life to be wasted. He has been relentlessly pursuing you because you matter. And what did I say earlier? Everything that matters to God, that's what the enemy has his target on. You matter to God. You know, the Bible says God is a jealous God. He is. That's true. Because you know why? He wants you all for Himself. Because he knows all the good things he has planned for you. And he wants you to come into that. He wants your life to be lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when that happens, you can be a witness for him for others. God wants your life to reflect his goodness. Because when others see that, they're going to want to know, how did you get there? How did that happen? You know, your friends that knew you win, they're going to wonder, why are you so different now? And when they ask you that, the Holy Spirit will give you the power you need, the boldness to share your salvation story so that they can be free too. That's the making disciple part. Revelation 12, 11 says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That is Jesus. That is salvation. And the word of our testimony. The Holy Spirit will give you the power you need to share Christ boldly. Because here's the deal. When you share your testimony, it really, really matters. When you talk about all the good things that God's done in your life, what he's gotten you up out of, it matters. And I'm going to tell you, it probably matters more than you think it does. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I was talking to a really good friend of mine the other day, and she's also a believer. And she was telling me how she had just walked through this season of discouragement, just a a spirit of heaviness and discouragement that was trying to come upon her. And as she was telling me how she got past that through the power of the Holy Spirit, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, God speaking to her through the Holy Spirit, as she was telling me about that, man, it encouraged me. You want to know why? Because that same spirit of discouragement was trying to come on me. I had been battling that. And as she was sharing her testimony, her story of the goodness of God, it encouraged my heart. It encouraged my soul. It was encouraging. You see, like I said, she just came out of it and I was walking in it. God has called every single believer to be a witness for him. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to give us the power to do that boldly. And this is exactly why the Holy Spirit is such a powerful tool against the forces of darkness. Think about it. When we share the good news of Jesus, what God has done in our lives, first of all, we ourselves overcome. As we're hearing ourselves talk about it, it encourages us. And then, like I said... Other believers, they hear you, and it encourages them. We never know what people are walking through, y'all. You just never know. I mean, don't you fake it sometimes? You be walking around, hmm, life is good. Hmm? You never know what people are walking through. The other thing that happens when we share our story is that unbelievers have an opportunity to come to know Jesus themselves. You may be the only person who ever took the time To talk to an unbeliever about the goodness of God. One-on-one is powerful, y'all. People can go to church all day long. They can go every week all the time. And nothing happens. But sometimes it takes a one-on-one. And they see it in your life. And they're like, wow. You may be the only one who really shares your salvation story with them. That's why it's so important. That we let the Holy Spirit work through us. Give us the boldness that we need. To tell others about Christ. To tell others what he's doing in our lives. You know, I know witnessing to, to others about Christ, that could be a little intimidating. It is for me. I'm going to tell you straight up. I get a little intimidated sometimes. But here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you, he gives you the right words to say. You don't have to have all the right scriptures. or You don't even have to know what to say, really. Let the Holy Spirit speak through you. He'll do that. You know, the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, who wrote like most of the New Testament, he talks about this very thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul knew that his preaching style wasn't all that. He wasn't out there hyping people up, getting them to get their faith and put it in Jesus. Paul's preaching style wasn't like that. He knew that. He actually said, I, I, don't, even, I don't even have wise words or eloquent words to share with you. And you know what? He was glad because he knew that when he spoke about God and others gave their life to Christ, they started believing the message of Jesus Christ. He knew it was God. It wasn't him. He says this. So don't worry about being able to to say it the right way. Just tell people your story. Nobody can refute how you came to Christ and nobody can tell you that's not how it happened. You know what God did in your life. If you're a believer, you know that moment. You know it. You know where, you know when, you know. Nobody can refute that. Just share your story. You don't have to have it all figured out. Apostle Paul didn't have it all figured out. But he knew he was going to speak and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And the Holy Spirit did. And he'll do it for you too. Look, it's not our responsibility to convince people to follow Jesus. That's not our job. We just speak boldly through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we let the Holy Spirit... Be the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's the Holy Spirit that draws people to salvation. You know, I think the other thing that kind of makes us hesitant is we think if they don't listen or they don't give their life to Jesus, that somehow we failed. Well, that would imply that it's you doing something. No, it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit. Don't shrink back. Let the Holy Spirit work through you, speak through you, and let him do what he's going to do. And you know, the last thing I want to share with you is the Holy Spirit helps us live a life that's pleasing to God. Everybody in this room is struggling with something. You can just sit and look amen at me. You ain't got to say amen. But I know every one of us Struggling with something It may be financial It may be a physical thing It could be emotional or mental But we're all struggling with something And you know what After struggling with something for so long And not being able to get past it You start to think things like This voice comes in your head And it tells you You're never going to get over that You might as well just not even try Or it'll say "Just, Just go have a drink So you can relax And the next thing you know You're doing that every day We all struggle with something. And when we give in to that voice in our head that says, you're never going to get over this. And we start telling ourselves that, well, you know what happens? You just came into agreement with the enemy. And guys, that's disobedience to God. That's a hard one. I'm going to say it again. When we believe the lies of the enemy that tell us you're never going to get over this, you will never be able to, you are never enough. Whatever those lies are that we, he's telling us and we agree with it. And we start telling ourselves that we just disobeyed God because what does he say? He says that through Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. We are well able. You see how tricky the devil is? But look, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to push through those lies and live a life that's pleasing to God. Because the devil wants you to agree with him. He wants you to agree with him because when you do that, you open the door to all the forces of darkness to come in and bring destruction in your life. Remember, your mind is really powerful and the battlefield is here. So we have to line up with what God says. As a believer, we must line up with the word of God and know what he says about us so that we can push past the garbage that the enemy wants to dump in our heads. Because when we believe what the devil says, we open a door, a door for destruction. But the Holy Spirit allows us, gives us the power to push back against Satan so that we can live a life for Jesus. a holy life. And I'm not talking about perfect. When I say the Holy spirit gives us power to live a holy life. I'm not talking about a perfect life because you know what, if you could live a perfect life, then why do we need Jesus? But you can live a life that is pleasing to God. It's a walk. Y'all being a believer is a walk. It's a faith walk. You're walking it out day by day. Take a few steps forward, fall a few back, get back up. The power of the Holy Spirit helps you get back up. Turn it around and keep going. You can live a life that's pleasing to God. God never expects us to be perfect. He actually knows we're not. But he expects us to be perfectly willing to submit to the power of the Holy Spirit working in our life and let him transform us. Transformation is a process. It's not change us, boom. It's transform us. When we give our lives to Christ and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, our lives just are not the same. And it's because when you submit to the Holy Spirit, fruit starts developing. The fruits of the Holy Spirit start to develop in your life. Galatians 5.22 tells us what these are. They're love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. They call it forbearance. That's patience bearing with something. Gentleness, goodness, self-control, self-control. Whoa! You may be sitting here looking at these thinking, man, oh man, I cannot, I don't ever do all that all at the same time. Welcome to, welcome to my world. (laughs) None of us do because then we would be perfect and why would we need a savior? But here's the thing. It's fruit. Fruit starts growing from a seed. It starts growing. It develops over time. These are the fruits of the spirit that develop over time. None of us have it all figured out. None of us are always consistently, always, always, always gonna do the right thing. But the more that you submit to the Holy Spirit working through your life every single day in every single area of your life, you will change from the inside out and you'll see these fruits begin to develop in your life. It'll get easier to fight against the temptation to live in fear because the peace will keep you grounded. The peace of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit. It'll get easier to resist the temptation to lose it all, lose self-control and just go off because the Holy Spirit helps you. He's developing the fruit of self-control in your life. Y'all, there's more to this life than what we see is way much more than what we see with our natural eyes. There's a supernatural realm and there's a battle raging there right now. It's a war between the forces of darkness, Satan and his demons, and the kingdom of light. That's God's heavenly army. And this war impacts the natural world we live in. Hear me when I say that. I want you to know devil has a very specific battle plan. And it's the same one he's been using for centuries. And the plan is to destroy everything that matters to God. Because you know what? The devil knows that God loves you and he has plans for your life. So for every strategy of the enemy, God provides a weapon to defeat it. That's the gospel. That's the good news. The good news of Jesus. Satan wants to blind the minds of unbelievers so they will never give their life to Christ. God sends the Holy Spirit to draw unbelievers to a relationship with him. Satan wants to steal God's word from your heart so you never really obey God. Well, you know what? God sends the Holy Spirit to help you understand his word, understand what he wants you to do, and then give you the power to do it. Satan wants to trap you in a horrible, dangerous lifestyle of destructive sin. But God sends the Holy Spirit to bring conviction when you need it and the power to resist the temptation to sin. Satan fights to stop God's work in your life. So God sends the Holy Spirit to help us develop these characteristics, this fruit. And then also enables us to live a life that honors God, a life that points others to him. And Satan's ultimate goal is to destroy you. So God, in his love and his mercy, he sent his son, Jesus, to save you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Will you bow your heads? Lord, we know you're here today. Fill your spirit, God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just brings such a peace. And it draws us into you, Father. I thank you for that. I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to draw us to you, God. And I pray, Lord, that you just work on hearts right now in this building, all across the building, Lord. Even over in the kids area, Father. Let your Holy Spirit draw everyone to you, Lord. God, if there's somebody here who doesn't really know you, draw them in, Father. Thank you. Thank you that you love them so much. Never taking your eyes off of them. Lord, let us remember that you've never taken your eyes off of us because you love us so much. You send angels to direct us, to give us messages, Lord, to bring us back to you. Father, you've given believers your Holy Spirit and you send the Holy Spirit to draw us to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. We love you, God. I just thank you for your word. I pray it sinks down into our hearts and changes us all from the inside out. Lord, thank you that we matter to you.